0: Is Just really the truth. I mean, you think about like <laughs> Jesus with the woman who was committing adultery, right? They were yeah. about to cancel her. Yeah, and then he writes on the ground. We don't know what he wrote, but he said, he who has not committed sin cast the first stone. Nobody could do it. And obviously, like you said, we don't condone sin. God said, hey, I love you. Go sin no more. I want you to yeah. be in my right will. But he is not about cancel culture.
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Trevor Talks, you know, the show where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. Today's episode is nothing short of unique, as we have a super unique combo with us. Today, we have not only one, but two guests who make up the brand new podcast, Imagine Faith Talk, on the That Sounds Fun podcast network with annie f downs we have kevin Alushula, whom is the former pre-med student and currently the beatboxer of the three-time grammy award-winning multi-platinum selling acapella supergroup Pentatonics, as well as former male exotic dancer turned author life coach and entrepreneur donovan donnell Whew! That is a mouthful, and I'm excited about this. I'm excited for you guys to hear these guys' story, <laughs> and it's gonna be so good. Y'all Let's help me go. welcome Kevin and Donovan, guys. We're here. It's actually happening.
2: We made we're it. We're here. We, we made, made it. it.
1: Look, like after that intro, I'm sold myself. Like y'all have, <laughs> y'all Done. got unique stories, and they're so different. Like. This is going to be phenomenal. And just for me, like hopefully everybody else, but I'm excited about this. So thanks for being here, guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, Thank right? You. Just think about Dar stories alone and how did they yeah. get together?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, what a freaking pair. Like, yeah, former pre-med student, former male exotic dancer. Now you're an author, a life coach, a speaker, podcaster. How are you going to go from pre-med school to beatboxing? Like, that had to be a passion <laughs> all on its own. Like, I mean, it's wild. Like, come on. So, like, I just want to start off before we get on some rabbit trails, because I'm known for that. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> we love I'm, the rabbit I'm, trails. Go ahead. The rabbit trails are the fun part, right? Exactly. But, <laughs> I want to start off with talking about the core message that you guys have kind of united together to turn into – your podcast, and really just talk about Imagine Faith Talk. So starting with you, Donovan, what does this message mean to you?
2: The message that we're presenting to people today or throughout this podcast is that you don't have to sell your soul to obtain your dream. And I think that's mm-hmm. what what the what the misnomer yeah. is, that there's multiple ways to sell your soul, that mm-hmm. you are not aware that you're doing it. And we want people to have true fulfillment, but we know that that comes from the creator. But we mm-hmm. also want them to know that on that path, there are going to be so many different opportunities for you to sell your soul and compromise in very immoral ways. And we're here to tell people you don't have to do that. There's a way to have holistic success, to be successful and whole, to actually have yeah. real profit. And so that's the message we want to present to people that there's there's a better way to do entrepreneurship. There's a holistic and ethical way to be an entrepreneur um or to be a high performer. And we're going to share our stories with you and hopefully you can glean from them and and find a way to have uh less losses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you really had to capitalize on every moment that comes your way as you're, you know, seeking to be a high performer. A hundred percent. Kevin?
0: Yeah, I, I have to second that. I mean, I think one of the things that we really want is that we want people's faith to be stirred, but we also want them to optimize their performance, right? It says in the Bible that faith without works is dead. So you need faith in God, but you need to be able to have optimized work. So what does that mean when you have faith in God, but you know, time management skills? What does it mean when you have faith in God, but you understand productivity? What does it mean when you have faith in God, but you understand the clarity, like the clarity that you need to be able to do what God has called you to do and how to go about it? that's is spending time with the creator having that and then being able to go about your work in a in like fashion. So I think that's why one of the things we always say, we want to we want to help high performers with higher values, right? Those that want to use the the values of Christ optimize everything that they are. High value, sorry, high performers with higher values op, operating in their highest nature. That's 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 that, the the core tenet of our podcast.
1: Dude, that's phenomenal, and it's a tongue twister all in one. Like- I know, I had a hard
0: time saying it, even when we were doing it. I was like, how do we say this every single time we have a podcast? Golly. Yeah, it's
1: like, you know what, maybe go back to drawing board, but
0: nah, like yeah. it works.
1: Yeah. It's so good, but it is a tongue twister. And I love in the bio that you guys have for the show, through the Bible, you discover how to maximize uniqueness, weaponize the imagination, yeah. and leverage faith in God for success, So with that being said, I'm curious to kind of start off with hearing how this joint venture started for you both. So let's start with you, Kevin. From your perspective, what is the story with how you two came together to put out this amazing message?
0: Yeah, well, you know... When I came up in the industry with my band Pentatonics, one of the things that I realized is that as I was moving through the industry, I didn't have a lot of people to speak to about how to stay faithful to God and continue doing my work as a musician, right? I don't think God called me to be in the pastoral world. God had called me to be in the world so that we can infiltrate and spread the kingdom, right? How do we subvert it for kingdom culture? And so as I was moving on, I realized that there are other, as we say, Daniels, in the world, right? Daniel went into Babylon. He understood the rites and rituals of Babylon, but he stayed faithful to God. And I wanted them to all get to know each other and to meet. So we started a Bible study and Donovan was one of those guys that I met at the Bible study. And like we had a a hangout session at a vegan restaurant in LA. And from that, we were like, oh yeah, we're going to be friends. But then the pandemic happened. And so we actually took that Bible study we were doing in person and put it on zoom. And that's actually when our producer core who I met in Beijing 10 years ago, um, was seeking God and he knew that I was a Christian. So I said, come to this Bible study. And as he came to the zoom Bible study, he said, this is actually a podcast y'all. And both Donovan and I were like, I don't know if we should do a podcast. We're already so busy with our schedules, but he said, pray on it for one week. So we did that, and at the end of that week, both Donovan and I heard a resounding yes. Like, it was so unbelievably clear. And it came to that same conclusion, right? Him being from where he's from, where I'm from, we both have the same conclusion that you don't have to sell your soul to obtain your dreams, right? We can be Christians. We can be God-fearing people and do what he's called us to do if that's the territory he's called us for. But once again, how do we optimize our faith? and optimize our work to obtain it. Because at the end of the day, when people now see how great we are at our work, right? You look at Daniel and he said that he was chosen to be the leader out of 120 leaders because there was an excellent spirit with him. Mm-hmm. So we know that we, at least we believe that comes from God. So if you're yeah. able to do that, there are mo- there's more coming to you and then you're able to give, give people the truest thing that they're actually searching for, which is
2: Jesus Christ. Wow sheesh all right. sorry that was a lot but that's no that's story. awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's i mean story. When you got it you got it when it just hey. you know when wants a bubble over
1: <laughs> that ramps me up <laughs> that ramps me up to hear donovan's answer i'm curious now what, what Man, about this
2: is you? Th- doesn't all this just sound like the origin story from a marvel movie
1: it does. <laughs> like it does first we're I in think beijing we
2: then we ended up in inglewood Then we took a stop by the strip club and they said, before we go there, (laughs) we got to stop by this prestigious university to pick up some things. It's like (laughs) only God, only Only God, God. you know, it's just like Jesus at the well with the with the woman, the Samaritan woman. It's like God has a a unique way of bringing people together for purpose. But I'll say it like this, man. What Kev said is honestly true Um, for me. We met because there was a safe space. That's wow. what core that's what Kevin had created in his Bible study. I didn't have to come in there and say anything. My testimony is mine. I protect it. Oftentimes, I'm not sure how I'm going to be judged behind it. But because there was a safe space, because he had submitted himself in his heart to understanding that care is a premier thing when you're dealing with people. It created that environment for me to want to share, which what I shared, what he was attracted to, and we got together. But all that other stuff, when we sat down at, at the bistro and ate and whatnot, that wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a safe place for us to actually connect and have our vulnerability be respected and honored mutually. And so for me, you know, coming to that Bible study, I was invited by a friend that I trusted. Listen to that. I was invited by a friend that I trusted to a place that was safe. Like, those are the things that allowed everything else to happen. So if anyone's listening, understand, like, how important it is to have people in your life that you trust and to create environments that are safe. I believe that's where God's best work is done. He can get the things into your life. He wants to get into your life because you actually care about people. You're trustworthy. You create safe spaces. And, man, you'll be surprised who's actually sitting right next to you when that kind of environment is created and they open up.
1: Mm. And that's such an important thing to touch on like if you don't have a safe place to go and just be vulnerable to talk with people whether it's therapy, counseling, bible studies, talking with your parents, like business partners, whatever it may be, you yeah. got to have those people that you can trust with everything. And especially for your story Donovan, like we were talking before we started recording like yeah. it's a very shock value beginning to a story. Like when you hear male exotic dancer, you're like, oh, this man was a stripper. And it's like, okay, yeah, he was. But God has such more in store for him. And that's unique to you. That's your story, just like you said. And for you opening up and being vulnerable about that, imagine how many people that are in that industry right now and can't really find an escape out of it. And they hear your story and they're empowered to like, okay, if God wants to do something in my life, so be it. Like, I'm going to take that step. And maybe they hear that you guys prayed about the podcast for a week and heard that yes and they're like you know what i'm gonna give god a try for a week and that could be the turning point of their life
2: yeah i mean it goes back to that saying like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care but then you have to be able to relate to people and i feel sometimes like i've been in environments where people have forgotten where they where they came from you know and i feel like i come from environments where people grade drug addicts sex addicts strippers um You know, prostitutes, they grade those sins very differently. Yeah, Those are the ones that we might accept you sit in the back. We might accept you just watch online. Don't don't come, you know, to the service. And so these are my people. I love my people. I love them. The the call girls, the prostitutes, the strippers, the porn stars, like those were my friends prior to. And some of them have come out and and had an awakening and found a different path in life. Never have I tried to pull one out. Never have I tried to pull one out. I just love on people. And I let love do its work. Amen.
1: That's so important. If uh, for everybody listening, go ahead and take note of that because we can end it right here, but we're <laughs> yeah. like, not. Like, goodbye, like, everybody. That we're, was it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up here. Like sheesh. Like I will be honest. I listened to the first episode and I'm a fan already. But you wow. definitely have something special brewing in this podcast. And after hearing it. I want to hear your life stories like individually and how it came together as a collective. We've already touched on how the podcast came together, but you two have such diverse stories that are different from each other, but you collab so well together. And I'm like, there is so much freedom found in your individual stories. All of us, everyone listening, we have unique individual stories. God's given us these different paths to go on but they're all as uniquely important as the next person yes. Nobody's story is more important. Like, okay, Kevin, you're in pentatonics, You got your thing going on. That's phenomenal. That's amazing. Donovan, like you've got your thing going on. I've got my thing going on. My mom, who I guarantee you to listen to this episode, she's got her thing going on and I love her for that. So like, I want to hear your unique stories of going through the trials, going through the situations, how you went from pre-med school to joining pentatonics, Like, it's just such crazy stuff. So let's start with you, Donovan. Would would you mind sharing your story and how you came to be the man you are today?
0: Donovan, before you say anything, I I got uh it. Can I respond to what he just said? Just for one second, because what you said (laughs) is so important to touch on that what God has put inside of you, there is a frequency that you are going to emit. And that frequency will touch a certain sphere of influence because of how God made you. And that's one of the things, when we say maximize our uniqueness, hone in on those idiosyncrasies, those quirks, those things that are so weird or people think as other than, that might be exactly what God has called you to use to reach people that he's called for you specifically to reach. I can't reach the people that Donovan can reach. Donovan can't reach the people that I can reach. But that's why when we come together and use our unique frequencies together, how much more ground can we cover together now because of what we bring as a unit? So I just wanted to say one hundred percent, everybody who's listening, remember how unique you actually are. You are the fingerprint and the framework of God. Use that as your superpower. I just sorry, that's all donovan well, i'm gonna continue. get up
1: I'm gonna get up and run around this house in a few seconds. <laughs> Let's go
2: <laughs> listen. When Kev gets going, you just sit back and say, Come on, guy, what you got for me? Just go ahead. This Come on, episode
1: is Kevin and Donovan talks. I'm out. Like, I'm just about to turn off and let y'all go at it.
2: Ah. He turned the F he turned his podcast to Trevor Listens. Legit- <laughs> Trevor Listens, that's right.
1: I think there actually is a Trevor Listens out there. So there. Is there really to this? Oh you know my goodness. I'm not coming after your name, but Donovan, I am uh, going to listen to your story. So, <laughs> uh, so I'll, give,
2: I'll give you an overview, man, because yeah. my story, I, I, I tell people all the time, I feel like I live 10 different lifetimes. And so I'll just give some of the highlights of it. And for anybody who's listening who wants to hear more about my story, I share a lot on, um, on, my, on my YouTube channel. It's a uh, Donovan yeah. D. Donnell. You can hear. I did like a a video vlog of how did how I dealt with having an absent father. Wow. I did a video vlog of being molested as a child and how that led up to becoming an exotic dancer. I did a, a video interview um, about different things that happened in the club. You know, having to carry a gun and all the money and 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 I did one about the abortions that I, I I've gone through. Um, yeah, I I've done a lot of videos. And shared publicly uh, the content of my life in hopes that someone would find the video and be able to relate and find a partner, even if they've never like a pen pal, even if they never get a chance to meet me. But just know somebody else out there can relate to this. And I'm not alone. And that's that's big for me because I spent about two and a half years as a counselor at a suicide prevention and self-hurt group. And the stories that I heard ages like 14 to like 63, 73 years old just need to know somebody else out there can relate. And so that's why I put all my personal information out there for people to tap in and do whatever they want to do, if they want to judge, if they want to relate and and whatever is fine. But for me, man, I grew up in Los Angeles, California, as you just heard without my father, it was me, my mom and my sister. Um, Incredible childhood. You know, Um, a lot of the things that traumatized me as a child, didn't even know until I got an adult that that was not okay. That it was just, The way of life. And I, and I still look at my childhood. I'm so grateful for how my mom raised me. Um, I grew up, my grandfather was a pastor. So I was, I was dragged to church often, fell asleep, uh, on the front row often, many a night, was in the choir. Got (laughs) exactly right. I got kicked out of the choir often for playing too much. Um, yeah, uh, I got kicked out of the choir again for having, uh, piercings in my face and blonde hair. Um, I lived and, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I told my grandfather he would kick like, listen, I got your DNA. Okay? This is you and this is another side of you. Like you're getting mad at yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, even growing up in the church and everything, um as a child, you know, having been touched by um I say a man and a woman, but they were more like adolescents, teenagers. Um, but still I like, got getting introduced to that that idea, that environment, sexual, sexual intimate environment, at a young age. Um, man, just so many things just led up to me just wanting to express myself physically through dance and, and then, um, you know, physical expression. And so, um, what happened was after I left high school, I went away to Morehouse College in Atlanta and, um, was, you know, pursuing computer data because I love technology and stuff like that. And I came back after the first semester and one of my friends was dating a stripper and she was like, you used to, you got, you got voted best body in 12th grade. You used to dance at the pep rallies like, I dare you to do this. And at that age, was 19, Pride was <laughs> my Wait, best friend. Your school had a best body competition? I was
1: about to Man. say, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, they had best body. Hey, bro. Uh... What up, L.A.? <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't do that in Georgia. <laughs> we didn't do that in Kentucky, that's for sure. Yo, no, this is my huge. first I thought that was everybody. No, y'all didn't do that? No, no we I have, don't. like,
1: a best truck, best tractor. Like, I don't
2: know. Not wow. no best body. <laughs> oh, wow. Legit, man. Best body. I thought that was... A, I didn't... Wow, this, this is new to me. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to L.A.,
1: LA bro. <laughs> yeah, it's an uh, L.A.
2: thing. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, then therein maybe lies the problem. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> so that that right there poked at my my ego, and mm-hmm. I went and um, just to go check it out. And the person I was doing the MC in that night said that there was somebody special in the house, and I was waiting to see who they was talking about. And they was talking about me, and they. None knowing to me, they it called me up to perform and I was like, I'm just here to check it out. But again, I was just like, you know what? I'm I rise to every occasion. And kind of how I said in the book that I wrote that it hasn't been released yet is that when I stepped foot on that stage, I made a commitment. I didn't know what I was committing myself to. And literally I was doing I did it for five years. After the first year and a half, two years, I was trying to quit. It took me three to get out. Like, I didn't know what kind of commitment I made with my decision, which is why now I pause before I make any decision. I try to consider the cost, like the Bible says, like, can I afford, you know, what this is going to cost me? But, um, yeah, spent about five years dancing, still went to church, put a lot of dollar bills in uh the offering uh basket. That was before, you know, you can pay online and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, they never gave any of the money back. So, I mean, I guess they liked it, uh spent yeah. the same way. Um Few people from the church actually showed up to the club. Um, my mom never knew. My grandfather wow. never knew until I quit. So I don't. I'm not good at lying. So I guess either I was denial or that you know, just God just sheltered it. <laughs> um, uh, April 24th, 2004, I went and got a hotel room and had what I call a Donny day. And um, I wasn't satisfied. I made a lot of money. I had a lot of what we call hood fame. All the women I could ask for, I mean, even celebrities were in there. They would take us places, fly us out, treat us and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't satisfied. And I I remember I was in my hotel room and looking out the patio and I sat on the edge of the bed and I said, God, my wife and kids won't respect me if I do this. At this time, I had no wife and kids. But since I was a kid, I I wanted a wife and 10 children. I was like, they won't respect me. Why was that the heaviest thing on my heart? God gave me a burden for marriages and, and for parenting. And one word I heard. Wasn't audibly, but I felt it in my spirit. The word was quit. So this is April 24th. My birthday's April 10th. I just came off of a, a big party, all this money. I quit. Cold turkey. Never went back. And then that's when that's that's when the wilderness began. Mm. I went through this season where God showed me, You'll never know what's within until you have to live without. You want to be respected? You want to be my son? Let me strip you of this world. Let me strip you of what the culture has put on you. Let me drape you in my essence. And that's what he did. Took everything from me. I, w- I was really stripped after the strip club. <laughs> he took yeah. away my cars. I was sleeping in the in this, oh, it was a it was a storage room downstairs in the basement of this church, my grandfather's church, sleeping on the air mattress um, that would not hold air overnight. Uh, there was no bathroom. I would walk to the gym that I still had a membership with uh, to shower and everything like that. I couldn't afford it. Uh, the food that I wanted to eat anymore. I tell my favorite story I tell Kevin all the time. I used to eat uh, hot dog buns with uh, ketchup and mustard. Um, It was like manna from heaven, man. I could taste it right now. It's incredible how God will sustain you. There was no hot dog in it. It was just the bun, the ketchup, and the mustard, but I could still taste it to this day. It was so good. You want to try one? I see your face.
1: (laughs) I'm good. I'm going to leave that to you. But, (laughs) wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he took Jeez. me through all that. And then, um, yeah, my story just continues to unfold. Um, finally got a, a job as a janitor at a gym. They paid for half of my um, my um, certification to become a personal trainer. Used that body again and the, the knowledge that I had to try to make some money. Ended up moving to Texas with my brother. You know, um, Actually, I'm sorry, before I moved to Texas, I ended up teaching Bible study. A year after I quit the club, I was teaching Bible study. And the opportunity came because my grandmother died, who was my grandfather's wife. He was the pastor. She died. and So he had to like, take a sabbatical. He was looking for people to take over you know, um, the Wednesday night Bible study. And we had a few men do it. And then it fell on me as an opportunity. And it just stayed on me. And I did that yeah. for three to four years. And I used wow. to tell him every time I got up there, I'm not teaching because I know more than you. I'm teaching because I need more help than you. And wow. be teaching Bible study required me to be in his word three, four days a week if I wanted to actually do something efficient. And that's how my relationship with him got a lot stronger. And, you know, for the sake of time, I'll stop there because he took me on this journey and, you know, becoming a life coach and two book author, third book is on the way actually about the strip club. Still haven't got married and don't have any kids yet. But what I have found is a deep, deep satisfaction. A few years ago, I traded my life and I say that. In essence, I'll say it this way. God had foresight when he created me. That means he had created a life for me. But the whole time I've been on this planet, I've been asking for what I wanted. And I stopped one day, stopped asking for what I wanted. And I said, I want what you have reserved for me. I know you love me. And I know that you had a life planned for me. That's what I want. Take everything I asked for off the table. I want what you had reserved for me. Because you know me best. You know what I need best. And ever since then, man, I tell you, my life has taken... A significant shift. My inner world has taken a significant shift. And I've been walking in this, 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 this joy and this contentment, this peace, this power that I didn't even know how to ask for. So um yeah, I'll I'll stop there. Jeez. Thanks.
1: That's power packed. Like, I don't even think you understand, like, just the short amount of time that it took for you to just cold turkey quit. And jump straight into like, all right, ministry is the thing. Like our lives are ministries, right? Yeah. The fact that not even what a year after you were leading Bible studies, but you never lost your faith while you were dancing and stuff, right? No, I still
2: I still went to church.
1: Yeah. Like, and that's what I hate about cancel culture, because if nowadays, like if somebody were to hear that, bro, they're gonna go off, they're gonna abandon you from the church, and it's like Not condoning the dancing or anything, but like we all have things that we do, whether it's on a stage or at home that we're ashamed of or we have done them in our life and we grow from them. Hot take is when it comes to cancel culture, like people are going to mess up. So are we all going to get canceled eventually? That's the
2: question I asked. him. like, okay, uh, don't come to church. Where would you have me go?
3: mm
1: -hmm. It's fascinating.
2: Just the truth. I mean, you think about like Jesus with
0: the woman who was committing adultery, right? They were about to cancel her. And then he writes on the ground. We don't know what he wrote, but he said, he who has not committed sin cast the first stone. Nobody could do it. And obviously, like you said, we don't condone sin. God said, hey, I love you. Go sin no more. I want you to be in my right will. But he is not about cancel culture. He's literally for that person. And oh, my God. I feel like this is what we talk about so much on the, on the, on the podcast, like those that are feeling like you're counted out. Mm -hmm. What if God has a greater story for you than you could have never even imagined for yourself? It's real. It's possible. Trust the living God who actually put everything inside of you to live out the fullest that you can optimize yourself in him. He's got the rest.
1: Yeah, dude, Donovan, that is wild. It's, I don't get speechless very often. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm, that is amazing. And that's near and dear. And you should be proud of the man that God's created you to be, dude. That is phenomenal. I appreciate that, man. I am. and Dude. Well, Kevin,
0: you're up. I'm good. After that, <laughs> I think I could just we can end this interview right I now. We're good, dude. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like good. there's so many mic drop moments in this. It's like, man, we should have <laughs> took a break or something. But no, we right. don't go like that.
0: Sheesh. <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll try to condense mine. It, you know, my my dad's from Nigeria. My mom's from Grenada. So they came as immigrants to the United States and had me here. And so for immigrants, when you come to the United States, you, you're coming because you are there's an American dream that you're looking for. And so for me, what my parents, when you think about Afro-Caribbean culture, it's being a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Um, And I really loved what my parents were doing. They were both in the medical field and I was so appreciative of watching what they got to do and how many people they got to help. So I wanted to be a healer in that way. Um, But also my parents told me, if you're going to do that in the United States, you have to be the absolute best, especially when we look like the way we do. So that's why I went to boarding school at Phillips Academy in Andover, Mass., I from there went to Yale for undergrad where I was studying Chinese as my major, but I was also a pre-med student at the same time. And so I thought this whole time God was gearing me up to be a doctor. And God was being very clear with me while I was at college that he said, no, 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 that's everything that I've prepared you for on this path, those skills, those talents that you have that I have put in you, yes, you're working on them. I'm actually going to take all of that and use it for a different purpose. Yes, you followed your passions and all those passions led you to the skills that you needed now, but now I'm going to show you the real purpose for all of those skills. Once again, time management, all those high performance skills that you've been garnering, right? Two things happened to me in college that changed my life. One, I got to do a competition with Yo-Yo Ma where uh, it's called the Celebrate and Collaborate with Yo-Yo Ma competition, where if you win, you get to do a a collaborative piece with him. And I didn't win, but I did get second place. And he said that my music was inventive and unexpected. So that was the first thing that I was like, okay, God, are you are you changing directions on me? And the second one was opening for KRS-One in concert while I was playing cello and beatboxing. I do this thing called cello boxing where I play cello and beatbox at the same time. I kind of created this thing and and kept working on it. And so I had a friend of mine who was a rapper. We worked together for that performance. And KRS-One came to me and said, look, if you continue doing this, I think you're going to change the way people look at hip hop and classical music. And so that's when I knew, okay, God, there are two people at the highest echelon of what they do on opposite sides of the musical spectrum telling me something very, very similar. And that's when I felt that tug in my heart saying, God, (laughs) as as, as Donovan said, do I need to stop this medical thing cold, cold turkey? Like, how do I do that? You know my background. You know what it's like when your parents have done everything to give you the education that you have right now. This is the top schools. This is hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars that they have spent on me to be able to do that. So I spoke to a mentor of mine who was a Nigerian, MD, PhD, and he said, look, if you want to do this, you should do it now. You're 20 years old. You're young. There is nothing stopping you. If you don't make it or or whatever you deem success doesn't happen you can always come back into medicine. So I got down on my knees. This is my junior year of college. Nobody was around because it was spring break. And I told God, and my dad hates when I say this, but this is exactly what I said. I said, God, I think you're absolutely crazy, but I cannot deny that I'm supposed to do this in some way, shape, or fashion. You are going to have to be the one to lead me. Because I have no idea how to pursue this. Medicine makes complete sense. I understand the path, going to medical school, going to residency. Music, Father God, is an open ended question, but I trust you. And I will never forget from that moment on, it was like a can of worms opened where I knew I couldn't go back on my word. And the rest from there truly is a God story. I will tell you one quick story where I knew this was God. The way I met Pentatonics. My senior year of college, I have a video that goes viral. This is April of 2011 of me playing cello and beatboxing. This video goes viral. My bandmates, Scott, he was looking for a beatboxer to complete the band for the TV show, The Sing Off. And he said he had already gone through five different beatboxers, but this video had happened to come viral at that time. And he said, we need you. I was like, uh, I don't really want to do this. He showed me a video of the band actually performing, just the trio. And I was saying, okay, Maybe I try this. That's the first thing. The second thing was Gunger. If you know this Christian worship band, they were touring with this with uh, David Crowder that, that that year for the the, the David Crowder's um, very last tour as a band. Mm. And so I joined Gunger for this, right? And they and I ask them, when is the actual performance for this thing? They say it's going to be end of September to mid November of 2011. So remember those dates. I say, okay, God. I graduate, I meet them, we we we, we hit it off, it's going to be all good. Great. I feel good about Gunger. The week after that, I meet my bandmates. The day before the audition of the TV show The Sing Off, we find out we make it. Okay, when does the TV show air? They said the TV show will air. You'll be on if you get to the finale. From mid-July to mid-September. And then you're going to go on a break and then you'll come back end of November if you're one of the final 3. And I remember hearing that and I said, "God, I think we're going to win because I can't make that timing happen. There is nothing I can't do that. This must be your divine." And the rest happened just like it did. We were on the sing-off from mid mid uh, July to mid September. The show airs. I go on tour with Gungor from end of September to mid November. I'm on a plane and the next week to win the sing-off with my band and the rest from there is history. You can't tell me that (laughs) there is coincidence or randomness in this story. I know that God is the one that put me here to do what I'm called to do. And so that we can be a blessing to other people, not just as a band, but also in this work, being able to meet Donovan and show people that you can be Daniel in Los Angeles. You can be Daniel in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can be Daniel in New York you can be Daniel in the strip club. You can be Daniel wherever wherever you are if you trust God. He can use your testimony to serve his purpose. It is possible. But you got to listen to him and you got to optimize everything that you can optimize so that you can do that work so efficiently, so well and show yourself to be excellent. Mm.
1: I love that y'all keep using the word optimize because like for a marketer, I hear like optimize. I'm like, Oh, search engine optimization. People are like, what is that? Kind of the breakdown of it is using keywords to where when people search for something in Google, your show or whatever you've optimized comes up. It's kind of the same thing God does with us. Like, okay, you've struggled with anxiety. You've struggled with depression. Somebody's going to relate with that. That's optimization. For high performers, people that have, uh, podcasts, or maybe you're CEO of a company, maybe you're the lead at your uh, shift to job at McDonald's, whatever. Like, we all have these unique gifts. We're all optimized for one specific purpose, and that's what God has for us. And it's wild to hear the story <laughs> pre med to pentatonics doesn't make sense up first, but when you hear it in depth, it all like it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense because it's God. One thing that was brought up in an interview a few days ago, um, New York Times bestseller Mandy Hale is like, how do you differentiate what if to what is? Like, okay, what if this happens and you're anxious about it, but what is happening right now? That's what you should focus on, what's happening right now. What if, what if, okay? And what you guys are doing is you're spreading encouragement, you're spreading love, you're spreading the joy that you've found in Christ and helping other people defer from the things that they were going through. With this message being so jam-packed, and obviously your episodes are within 30 to 40 minutes each, how did you decide, like, okay, this is going to be a collaboration, we know that God wants to use us collectively with your unique stories,
2: how do you niche it down into Imagine Faith Talk?
0: Donovan, you want to talk
2: on it? (sighs) Well, one thing I want to say before we even dive too deep into that is going back to what you said when you talked about our stories, mm-hmm. that's how we came up with our formula for success, wow. biblical success, yeah. which is self-development plus personal alignment times faith. If we, if we tell our stories absent faith, we don't have the same outcome. And if you look at our stories, you'll see both of us having a strong desire to to personally align ourselves with something greater than ourselves. And you see us both putting in the work to develop ourselves. But then we put our faith, which is one of the most important things we have, in God. And that is how we found this holistic success thing. And so far, that's what we know. And that's why we share the way that we share about our stories and about our our unique, our unique stories and our unique personalities, and how we don't seek to fit in with the, with the mold of everything that's going on around us, that would be watering down the powerful thing that God put inside of us so uniquely. So yeah. Yeah. I just want I just want to add that piece. And so
0: that's good go Darby, ahead, because I, I agree. I think that's a great segment to how we even came to figuring out how these episodes work. I mean, because we focus so much on what is this formula for success and how do we utilize it and have it play out in our world we think about that every single day. How am I supposed to be my best, not just for my band, but for my family, right? God doesn't care just about being productive in one area of your life. Yeah. God wants you to be holistically successful. What does that mean when you're successful in your, in your parenting? What does it mean when you're successful in loving yourself? Because God loves you enough to say, "I." he calls Gideon a warrior. Oh, no, God, I'm not. That's not what I said. I, I didn't say, oh, no. I said you were a warrior. I said that you could speak with tongues of angels. That's what I said. So how do you make sure that as a man thinketh, so is he? How do you make sure that your mind is continuously aligned? And those are the things that we're continuously talking on the podcast. Like we want you to figure out how to manage your time so well, so that when you have the thing that you're supposed to do, right, you're dogmatic about the plan and you go after it because you know, this is what God's called you to do. And you know, you're doing it efficiently and effectively so that people can't look at you and say, oh, okay, well, look at Christians. They can't do things well. They can't. No, this is why we talk so much about the Sabbath. For us, we actually believe this is one of the greatest optimizers that you can utilize. Yeah. Six days, you work. But when you work, you're working with clarity and efficiently knowing what these six days are about. So then when you take that day off, that day is off. And you get to be refreshed. You have to understand what you're going to be doing in those six days so well, but that when you're with family, you're with family, when you're with God and you're with God. And it's awesome too, because of what the world will tell you to do, right? We talk a lot about what does the world say over what God says? The world tells you grind, 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 go after it every single day, 24, seven, 24, eight, 24, 35, or whatever you want to call it. God <laughs> says, let me do more and you do less because that's the partnership. I have called you for so that whenever you get, to, because of the way he created us and how this relationship is supposed to go, when you get to that success, you can't say it was all you. You cannot say that. You can say, as God had created it to be glory to the one who actually created me to do this is because of this partnership that I have all this success, if you will, if you will, but I have my family intact. I still love myself. I'm still good with myself. I'm still aligned with myself. There's a last thing. Donovan, can you please talk about the the profit margin, please?
2: Um, Yeah, I'll do that real quick. Okay, so one thing we share in one of the episodes is how to identify if someone truly has success by looking at what they produce, but you have to subtract what it costs for them to get that. So if you do anything with finances, you understand that there's, there's, there's what I've obtained, but until I deduct what it costs me, I don't really know what the profit is. The profit is what's going to remain after I take away the expenses. And so, a lot of times, we'll see people um, or hear people share only part of their story. The fact that, hey, I got a million plus followers, or hey, I own these two buildings, or hey, I started this company. But tell me about your health. Tell me about the relationship with your with your wife or your friends or your children. Because if you took a year to build that company and not invest in your family, and you say you say you made two hundred k. A lot of that money is going to go back into counseling to correct the relationship that you neglected. A lot of that, if you neglected your health, a lot of that 200K is going to go towards surgeries or medication. So until we see what the expense report looks like, we don't really know what the true profit is. And so that's why I tell people there's a way to have holistic success where you can take everything you care about, all your essentials can come along with you as you experience this divine fulfillment. Sheesh,
1: that is amazing. And to kind of end this up like on every single podcast, like the last question is never the same. It's always unique. And what I I'll pray over the episode. Oh my God, what do you want people to leave with on this episode? If there's anything you want them to hear, what is it? And for you guys, Kevin, with you being a former pre-med student and Donovan with you being a former adult entertainer, you both have had pretty dramatic career shifts, if you would call it. (laughs) You know, like, it's a lot. It's a very, very dramatic career shift. And a lot of people out there feel stuck in their current situations and see no way out, whether it's a job, relationship, or maybe even their current life overall, marriage, whatever it could be. What is your message to those struggling to find hope right now in whatever situation they may be going through? And we'll start with you, Kevin.
0: Hmm. You know, I think the thing that I would say is look back in your life and try to see the places where you had something about you that was a little bit different and that maybe you neglected it because somebody else told you that that wasn't the way to be successful or wasn't the way to move on in the world. Maybe that person was afraid and fearful of the money that you possibly were not going to make and how you were going to feed yourself. I And I understand this. Those are real, real difficult things to think through. Obviously, I went into music. This was not, you can't guarantee this. This is, this is so weird, such a weird situation that I'm in. But the one thing that I can say is by trusting God, at least I don't have that what if. At least I have that God, I trusted you with everything and I tried my best. And so I always look back, what are those things that were unique and different that I could have leaned on more, that actually when I do that, I feel the most me. Can I still give that back to God? Can I still try to find ways not to neglect those things that are truly, truly me, that honor him?
2: Wow, Donovan? Man, you know, it's funny. um, I was trying to figure out what I was gonna wear today because I figured we're gonna be doing some visual. And God said, wear that that t-shirt you like so much. So, my message to the people is actually on my shirt and it says, just go deeper in faith. And there's a guy scuba diving and then some dolphins on the shirt. I designed this myself and it makes me happy because honestly, that is the message. Go deeper into, excuse me, go deeper into faith. And so I would say it is simply is something I wish I had done sooner. Pray that God sends you people, a guide someone it may be a counselor a therapist it may be a coach or a mentor and find that safe place to open up because god god will speak through whomever he chooses ask him to send you those people into your life if you're feeling hopeless and you feel like i've done everything i could do i just just go deeper into faith trusting that god will send you those people and then two things the bible says is by faith and patience that we obtain the promise be patient be patient stop competing Be patient. Stop comparing in an unhealthy way and just be patient. Go through the process. Go through the journey. The journey is unique to you. Go through your journey. Be patient. Continue to put your faith on the table every day. Be willing to challenge those old beliefs and let God maximize your uniqueness. Let Him show you how beautifully and wonderfully you've been made. If you can just tap into those things right there, I'm pretty confident that you will find your amazing career shift as well. You might find that those divine pleasures that we can't obtain through seeking the world. So that's my piece of advice, man.
1: What do you get when you mix a former pre-med student turned three-time Grammy award winner with an, a former male exotic dancer turned life coach, author, speaker, and podcaster.
3: I have no freaking clue.
1: Imagine Faith Talk Podcast.
3: I was really going to say that, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure, you know, you knew what you were talking about, right?
1: Well, you know what? (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the after show. It's me and my homie Brian Lane here coming at you live from Chattanooga and Social Circle. And, dude, this episode with Donovan and Kevin was so insightful. It was so encouraging. It was so therapeutic. It was almost like I was just sitting in a living room with a group of friends and— I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I walked away literally feeling like I just got out of therapy. I wish you could have been there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I was there in spirit. Nobody invited me. It's cool.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad that everyone got to experience this episode with us. It was such an insightful one. And how amazing is it that we're able to have such a dialogue with such unique individuals that are so different from each other, but we all have a unique perspective on like the positions that God's placed us in like our upbringings um Kevin being pre-med um Donovan being a former uh, adult exotic dancer like there are so many different That's backgrounds we're all so unique
3: Well it's 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 kind of similar to yours and i relationship you know you, you came from that all american upbringing so to speak. Yeah. I mean, you could speak yeah. for yourself. Entrepreneurial
1: dad, stay at home mom, um, three brothers, you know, white couple on the wedding cake type middle class um, <laughs> in Georgia and you in Indiana. On, Tell us
3: about on, that. Yeah. Well, it's more than just Indiana. It was Portland. It was Dallas. It was all over the place, but you know, it everywhere. was pretty <laughs> everywhere. Um, so <laughs> it was, it was pretty crazy upbringing. Uh, just, you know, a lot of traumatic childhood stuff, you know, uh, adoptions, foster homes, institutions, onto jail. Thank God, not death. And then, you know, some some stints in prison. But you know, it, it definitely, God brought us together and aligned us crazily. And it sounds similar to the to what they were talking about today. I mean, obviously, it's different, but it's not yeah. so different. The story yeah, like, same.
1: There are bits and pieces of their story that could easily be ours in a nutshell. Like you and I started off with, uh, you were with God TV at the time. I was a contributor. I had just gotten out of high school. Um, We met on a Skype call And it was like, we had that, there wasn't instant chemistry because I had to really work at it. Like I was like chasing (laughs) you because you were like this big dog, creative
3: girl, hard to to get girl, you know,
1: hard to get girl. Yeah. You were like this creative director. I'm just this little kid that's wanting to write blogs and stuff, but you kept seeing like the blogs and stuff pop up. And we've now like, here we are probably Four and a half years years, later. Four and a half, five years later. uh, We co-own Transparent Media together. We're doing the after show on select episodes for the podcast. Um, We're going to be working on podcasts together in the future. Like, there's just so much going on, but it wasn't overnight. Like, this is four and a half to five years of building a relationship, becoming brothers in a certain way, and like now co-owning a media agency together.
3: Which is incredible. I don't even it know is. how it's got here. You know? And we're
1: so unique, like, but we're all so unique. Like our stories yeah. are not alike, but there's bits and pieces of everyone's story that's relatable. Whether I'm struggling with depression or mental health, which I talk about a lot because I do, <laughs> um, everybody can take a little bit of the stories that you hear on this show mm-hmm. and it's applicable to your life. And yeah, that's, that's what the foundation of this show is built on. Let's take all of these amazing stories, such a diverse group of people and let's share them with the world in a unique way. This isn't Jimmy Fallon. This isn't Kelly Clarkson. This isn't, uh, whatever, another Conan O'Brien, O'Brien Conan O'Brien. This is
3: Trevor talks. <laughs> yeah. Trevor and, talks.
1: and that's not even a brand name. That's just literally a fact. I don't shut up, but yeah. dude, like what a journey this is and what an episode this was.
3: I think one of the, the, the cool takeaways is that, you know, you never, when, when, when your life is surrendered to God and God is using you, you never know who he's going to put you in front of and you're yeah. never going to be qualified and they're never going to be qualified. Um, I guess on paper uh, because God is the qualifier of all things. yeah. And so he has plans and they may not make sense, but once you, once you step into those uh, to that design, I should say everything comes full circle. And so yeah. when I hear stories like Kevin and Donovan and how God brought them together from their unique individual past, it's a blessing because I used to live like when I wasn't growing up in that broken brokenness and and I was struggling with drugs and, or or whatever it was that was going on in my life. These are the stories that I used to cling to. Like I would search out these stories, especially like when I was doing time or doing jail, I was like, dude, I don't want to live this life no more. I want something better for myself. And I would go seek out inspirational stories so that I know that it was possible for me. I mean, I'd look for the Worst person that I could find that had had you know overcome something, and I would just cling to that because that's yeah. what it's like kindling for the fire, that stokes yeah. the flames yeah. of of faith. And so, yeah. man, just I, I love the show, and I love I love the conversation today, especially when it was just talking about the uniqueness of individuals and all of that. So such rich, or so rich, excuse me, <laughs> um, can't even talk today. It was so good, I can't even speak. Speak straight. <laughs> oh,
1: and sorry. the irony of it all is like, you've got this guy, you've got Kevin, right? right. Three-time Grammy winner, multi-platinum recording artist. Incredible. Pentatonix is a big deal. Like I looked yeah. up Hallelujah on YouTube a little earlier. Oh, yeah. and it's got around, I could tell you right now, it currently has 668 million, million, 668 million views. Well, in I know five years just on YouTube, just on YouTube alone.
3: <laughs> That's incredible. That
1: is incredible. And then, like aside from the music the guy's just genuinely an excellent human being he's so loving so caring and we just met today but like i can already tell like this is one of those guys that takes care of people and donovan's story is a game changer so many people are going to be impacted by it it kind of wow. reminds me of joshua broom that pastor that emerged that uh, he was like oh, yeah. the number 1 male porn star in the world rich winning awards um all of the things and now he's a pastor and he's like Yeah, I was at the pinnacle of fame in the porn industry, quote unquote, right? But I hated my life. I was depressed. And now he has a family and beautiful kids and is just living this rich life for Jesus. And that's all it's about, man. And just hearing these stories, including yours, Brian, Like, I don't take it for granted. I'm just grateful that God's given me the opportunity to help steward these messages to people that like when I was growing up, I talked about this on the episode with Lacey and Corey, I used to watch these interviews with my favorite artists, with my favorite actors, musicians, because that's what encouraged me. So now the fact that we have the potential to produce content that some a 12-year-old like I was, that was looking for purpose, looking for meaning, is able to find and hear from people that are so diverse, not amongst the same genre lines, not amongst the same work lines, authors, actors, musicians, whatever. We've got a story for everybody. And that's yeah, what I this thing is all
3: about. I think it's important to, you know, point out everybody's unique, Mm -hmm. but it all comes together to make the whole God's not calling us to be religious cliche bots or meat bots, but to be ourselves who he created us and designed us to be. And when we step into that, beautiful things happen.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm excited that everyone got to hear this. I'm excited that everyone's now introduced to Imagine Faith Talk with Kevin and Donovan on the That Sounds Fun podcast network with ANEF Downs. For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in week after week. We're beyond grateful for you. And if you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe, invite your friends, sharing your stories, whatever you want to do. You could do none of it for all I care, but it does help. It helps the show so much. We love you guys so much. Um, if you need extra help or if you need someone to talk to, maybe you feel lonely, afraid, isolated, suicidal, depressed, anxious, whatever the case may be, there's someone out there that wants to speak with you. Be sure to go check out some of our friends at DeathTheNumberTwoLife.com, HeartSupport.com, um, hopeline. Uh, I think.com we'll have all the links in the description below and beneath the skin for girls. You know, there's just so many places and resources for you out there. Keep living, choose life, love who you are. Remember that God's created you in a unique image in his way. And he loves you so much.
3: We love you. And we'll talk to you guys yes. next week. Goodbye now.